Hello, hello. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? My goodness, I am so excited. Um, Welcome to Unfiltered. Yes, welcome, welcome. This is a podcast that is exactly what the name entails. It is raw, unfiltered, uncensored material, just two best friends sharing life stories, life experiences, and trying to help you cope with all of your mental health needs. Yes, and it's so funny because we are two of the most mentally unstable people out there. (laughs) Um, we have some crazy um, experiences under our belt and have gone through some pretty interesting things. Um, but we're just here to kind of unpack some some deep stuff, talk about some current events, just kind of, you know, help people feel less alone. Because I know I could have used that at some point, you know, at some points in my life. So um, and this is something that is for us because um We've been wanting to do this for years. We've we've been talking about it for so long. Yes, um, I am super excited about this. Um, I know I am in the same boat as you, Hannah. I definitely could have used something like this. Um, definitely, I would say we're more mentally stable now. However, we do have a unique sense of humor. It is um, maybe an acquired taste for some. So just a quick disclaimer... Um, if you are easily offended, if you are verily, very uh, PC, politically correct, um, this may not be the podcast for you, just forewarning. Yes, um, we are also going to be talking about some very controversial topics as well. Um, and so if you are not quite open to hearing others' opinions or if you are very set in your ways, this might not be the podcast for you just because... We like to look at things from all perspectives and try to bring, you know, new opinions and new um, standpoints into the mix. So um, definitely, uh, you know, view at your own discretion or I guess listen at your own discretion. Um, and I guess, oh, yeah, we forgot to introduce ourselves. Um, I'm Hannah. Um, and, and I'm Chase. Yes. Um and so, yeah, I, we are, we had recorded previously, um, and our connection was just not too good and it was very choppy and it broke up a lot. So we're giving it a second try. Um, hopefully, you know, second time's a charm, but we've been really, really excited about this. And I like, I just can't wait to get this first episode out there. Me either. Um, I guess just to jump right into things and introduce myself a little bit more. Um, Again, my name is Chase. Um, I am gay and non-binary. I have been out of the closet since 2012. So I've been out for a decade now. Um, And I've been out as non-binary for almost one year. It will actually be a year in November. All right. We love that. I love that you have really, you know, found yourself. And I've known Chase for a very long time, and I've kind of been alongside him for his self-discovery journey. And it's really awesome to just kind of see where you've come and how much you've grown. Um, So, yeah. And then um, my name is Hannah, like I previously said. Um, I am bisexual as of today. Um, I... (laughs) 
that, that could that is subject to change um <laughs> I, I i i tell myself all the time i'm just like giving men a chance um the it's not going so well at the moment <laughs> and i i'm convinced that I'm, I'm gonna give it like three months i'm gonna like i just feel like i'm gonna be like yeah i'm a lesbian like i just have a weird feeling that i'm just gonna be like yep i'm a lesbian i should have known that but I'm giving men a chance. I'm giving it all a chance um, and just kind of seeing where that takes me. Um, so, yeah, that is my sexuality. Um, I am 21 years old. I am a business management major. I'm actually graduating in May. I'm very excited about that. Um, I plan to go to grad school afterwards um, and get some kind of graduate education. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the exact plan is yet, but that is my goal. Um and I guess what else about me? Um, I coach gymnastics. Um, I do gymnastics. I'm actually the president of a gymnastics club at my school. Um, I also do Ninja Warrior, which is really fun. Um, and I actually plan to apply for American Ninja Warrior this next coming year just for fun, just to see how it goes. Um, so it's something I really love doing. Um, and so I'm just kind of seeing where I can go with it. Um, but that's kind of all there really is to know about me. Um, but before we kind of get into some stuff, I definitely want to try to unpack some of Chase and mine relationship and just kind of how we know each other. So I can kind of kick it off and tell you guys where this all started. Um, and it started in middle school. We've actually known each other since eighth grade. Um, I believe we were, what, 13, 14? I don't even know. Yeah, um, about 13 or 14. Yep, and we had English class together with Miss White, who is a very memorable teacher of ours. We both really love her. Um, and we met in that class. I think you sat right behind me. Um, we started talking. Um, I think you ate lunch with me, and then that is where it all began. Um, yes, that is what that is where the corruption and the corrosion and you going from this pure, innocent little little Jewish girl into the corrupt craziness that yeah. is my best friend. <laughs> yeah. Um be- before I met Chase, I couldn't even say the word fuck without like I couldn't say it. It just wouldn't come out of my mouth. I wouldn't curse. Um I was very like I was so different. Granted, I was in middle school, but I was like, I, you definitely um, showed me a whole new world. Um, I remember coming over to your house for the first time and just, I was just in utter shock, not in a bad way, but I was like, oh my God, this is so different than what I'm used to. And, but it was like such like a really unique thing and like something I like, I don't know, like I since like meeting you and getting to know you and stuff like I changed like in a very I think positive way um we definitely developed like a really strong friendship and we had like a really like cool connection that I never had with anybody else and like you were my ride or die for like years um and so we just really we tackled some of the hardest years of our lives together um which is crazy. Like high school is just a fucking shit show. High school is. If anyone tells you they had a good experience in high school, um, props to them because high school is usually a shit show for most people, and especially those first years. But I mean, we we killed that shit together. Like we, it was tough. It was hard, but like, we definitely, definitely got through it. 
Yes, we did. And we did it together. Um, just a bit from like my perspective. Um, no, literally to give input into and like insight into like how Hannah was like, oh, wow, this is a whole new world. The first time this girl was over at my place, I literally, we were in my mom's closet. I remember this day so vividly. And I had, <laughs> this just goes to show how gay I am. Um, but I literally, uh, my mom like said something and I was like, oh, it's clit fam. Like trying yes! to say like, lit. Trying to say lit, but I said clit, and my and Hannah literally like clutched her pearls and gasped in pure shock. And my mother just looked at me in pure horror, like, "What did you just say? Do you even know what a clit is?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's like somewhere in the vagina, right?" And my mom's like, "Oh my god, Chase!" She was like so mortified and like so embarrassed. And she and she like I'm pretty sure she like apologized to Hannah on my behalf. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 don't apologize. It's okay. Like, she knows. Like, she knows. And the fact that I, like, just helped you blossom into, like, kind of not having a filter and, like, being a bit more, like, free and loose um, and saying the word fuck freely, um, that's my favorite F word next to food and fashion. So I, you know, I am just so honored and so proud of you and myself, really, for helping you grow. But, um, yeah, we definitely met um, and we were definitely going both going through some deep, mental and emotional like turmoil and I think that we both kind of really helped each other through that um and like we kind of had each other to lean on and um like push each other just to keep going keep our heads up um and I think that everybody needs somebody like that like as a best friend or just like in their corner whether it be a friend a family member um a sibling which I mean falls under family member but just somebody who's really like their their partner in crime like the dynamic duo and just somebody that you can tell all your deepest darkest secrets to no matter what point um in your life that you are at and they can just be there to listen and support you and help you through things yes um that's definitely like especially when you're going through shit and like you're at that awkward age in high school like being like 14 and 15 is such a weird age like it is such a weird time in your life because like you're like kind of transitioning into more of an adult but you're still a kid and then like you are just kind of thrown like adult problem as such like a young adult I guess or young I guess you're still a kid at that time so like it's definitely nice to have somebody you can lean on and go through that with and I know our situation like at our high school it was a shit show like there was a lot there was so much that happened but like we'll get into more of those events because a lot of the things that we'll kind of bring up throughout this you know podcast will come from high school because high school was such like a big part of our lives and like that's where we spent the most time together um but yeah so we just kind of we you know we met in eighth grade we went to high school together um chase moved away i think the last I think in our junior year. So yeah. Like I went my senior year without him, which sucked. Um, but we still had like a good three years um, in high school together. I did cheer. He did dance. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, um, we'll definitely like unpack some more of our memories and some more details of our friendship throughout this podcast. Um, 
But we kind of wanted to talk to you guys about our podcast goals. Um, This is something um, I'll bring up another little memory just because it's relevant. Um, Chase and I love like love doing stuff like this. Like even when we were younger, we would like I don't even remember what the app was called, but we would like record stuff on it. And just like especially if we had some pent up anger or if someone pissed us off, we would pull out a phone press record and we would just go off and we would just bounce off each other and just have the time of our lives like we loved doing that together and so after that kind of happened a few times we were like we need a fucking podcast like we need to get this shit out there because like you know we're kind of funny bitches like we we were like you know this is kind of working and so that's kind of what really made us want to do this podcast for you guys and um I'll kind of explain kind of what I want to get out of it. And then I'll let Chase take it away with kind of his own personal goals. But kind of where I'm at is I've had a really shitty time lately. It's been it's been rough for me. And I have really been working on growing as a person. I've had a lot of realizations. I've made so many mistakes too. Like life has just been kicking my ass lately. And I'm just kind of at a point where I'm ready to put myself out there. I'm ready to make myself uncomfortable. I'm ready to do things I thought I would never do because this right here is out of my comfort zone 100%. Um, when we posted on the unfiltered Instagram, like I was like kind of shaky. Cause I'm like, this is like so out of my comfort zone. And half of me was like scared, but the other half of me was so excited because I'm kind of like proud of myself for pushing myself to do things that I didn't think I was capable of doing because most of you, well, people who know me, um, know that I'm more reserved and I'm more shy and I keep to myself more. And I'm really working on, you know, putting myself out there, being more vocal, advocating for myself. And so this is kind of like a personal step for me, as well as I really hope that this podcast, you know, maybe helps somebody else out there who feels alone or feels like, you know, life is just really knocking them down. And like, I hope this can bring some kind of joy to somebody's life or maybe some of the things we talk about or say maybe help somebody. I just kind of want to make a difference. I want people to feel like they're understood or they can relate. And so I don't know this doing this is so rewarding for me in that way for myself and also rewarding if I'm able to maybe make an impact in somebody else's life. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with this. And I'll let Chase take it away with kind of where, where his mind is at. No, I, um, yeah, just to, kind of some of this is going to be just reiterating what Hannah said because we do have similar goals with this but I guess really on a personal note um I definitely want to help people realize that mental health is it's not taboo um and that none of us are perfect um and I think that the fact that none of us are perfect is kind of in a way it contradicts itself and that's what makes us air and I'm using air quotes here perfect like that's what makes us ourselves and like sets us aside as individuals so just um kind of helping our listeners um and even you know if you know Hannah or I personally and you're listening to this helping you as well just um feel less alone like Hannah said and know that it's absolutely okay to you know not always feel your best and um I think, you know, this is just coming to me now, but, like, I think one topic that I would really love to cover, um, even if it's not, like, in a, like, a full episode just about this, but how one thing that is so beneficial for your mental health is, like, resting and taking a pause or taking a break is actually so, like, 
productive. It is not counterproductive. Um, and it's like one of the best things you could do for yourself. So just really helping you guys um, and giving you tools and a place to come and listen to, to help ease your mind, um, ways that you can cope with things like anxiety and depression. Um, I know personally, I am a chronic overthinker. Um, I definitely will get into the habit of like overanalyzing things or replaying certain situations in my head um, and constantly asking myself like, what if, or, you know, like the, what if is like the biggest question I ask myself. So just really, um, helping our viewer or not our viewers, our listeners, I should say, um, with, you know, dealing with and coping with and kind of surviving (laughs) anxiety and their mental health struggles. And, you know, we, Hannah and I both, um, have our own issues when it comes to mental health and our own kind of struggles and battles. Um, But, you know, I feel like especially our generation, um, I mean, everybody does, but I feel like our generation, and maybe I just say that because I notice it a lot uh, with like my, my peers and my friends. Um, But we really have like so much anxiety and, are so depressed, so get so depressed so easily. Um, And it's not uncommon for anyone in our generation to not, uh, or to have um, anxiety or depression. So just, yeah. (laughs) Um, I I really hope that we can make you laugh. Uh, Like Hannah said, make you feel less alone. Um, Let you know that it's okay to cry. It's okay to have your bad days and sometimes have a bad day and a good day in the same day. Exactly. Yes. We want to kind of try and, you know, normalize a lot of the issues that a lot of people face that maybe aren't talked about as much. And I definitely relate to like the overthinking thing. Um, I am such a huge over overthinker about everything. Like Chase said, like going over situations in, in my head, over and over again, replaying it, cringing at some of the things I say, wishing I could have said something different, uh, maybe like analyzing something somebody said to me and just like trying to figure out what, like if they were mad at me, like try, like just, I just go crazy with that kind of stuff. So um, that is like a big thing that I also deal with. Um, I am like the biggest people pleaser you'll ever meet. Um, That is something I'm trying to work on, but that is another thing I really struggle with in my life. And I know a lot of you can probably relate to that, but I don't want to say too much about people pleasing. Cause that's something I want to talk about later because that's such a big part of my life. Um, but yeah, so we have a few little topics we want to talk about today. Um, and so I, um, chose one that I wanted to talk about and then I'll kind of explain that a little bit and Chase and I will kind of dig deeper into it. And then he also has one of his own that he's going to share. Um, But I will go ahead and take it away. Um, Those of you who know me know that I am obsessed with this movie. Um, This movie is called Life Itself. And when I say that movie and people have seen it, a lot of people are like, that is the most terrible movie I've ever seen. And like people give me a lot of shit about it, which is so weird. Um, But this movie is by Dan, um, written by Dan Fogelman, who actually is the creator of This Is Us, which is like a really good show. Um, And... 
some people are like, oh, this is stupid. But to me, I'm going to be honest, as cheesy as it sounds, this movie changed my life. And anybody who's close to me, I just don't shut up about it. I talk about it all the time because it impacted me so much. Um, and I'll kind of give you guys a little rundown of what it's about. Um, so this movie is, I don't want to give it away too much. So I'm going to say a little vague because um, I hope you guys go and watch it. And if you do go and watch it, please um, comment like on our Instagram or something like that, like what you thought of the movie, because I want to know what other people think. Um, but this is about a couple. Um, it starts, well, the movie starts off with a couple in New York. Um, they fall in love. Um, and Abby, who is the, I guess, the, the girl, the, she gets pregnant. Um, and then the story unfolds. And this kind of, it's so crazy because they they she gets pregnant um they fall in love obviously and then fate links them to people in spain and then tragedies like tragedy after tragedy happens and they just bleed into one another and so there's a central theme of this movie and it's delivered by abby who is like um they they kind of show her when she was in college and she had to come up with a college and the subject of this thesis is uh, the unreliable narrator. And it's kind of like the way it's described is every narrator is unreliable because the perspective of the person telling it blurs every story. Heroes become villains or vill villains become heroes. And it's just based on the narration. And so like when you tell a story, there is always an essential distance between the story itself and the telling of the said story. And therefore every story that has ever been told has an unreliable narrator and the only reliable narrator is someone telling a story as it is unfolding in present in present life like live and that's impossible and so what she says at the end is life life as the unreliable narrator life or life is the ultimate unreliable narrator life itself and i know that was a lot i just said a lot and so like that whole theme just really like I don't know it just like changed everything for me because there is always like a bias in a storytelling like a narr like when a narrator tells a story like there's always some kind of bias like I am the villain in somebody else's story whereas you know whereas if I was telling the story I wouldn't be the villain you know what I mean like I know that's like a like a kind of an odd like I'm kind of I could be saying it in an odd way because I know I said a lot um but basically um she just says like the, the movie is centered around life itself as the unreliable narrator because life is technically reliable in the sense that it's like that is the only way that it can be told because it's unfolding life is unfolding before our very eyes be told reliably however life itself is unreliable therefore life is the unreliable narrator and i guess there is no reliable narrator and so it's just like this crazy movie and it just has these like crazy underlying themes to it and it just shows how everything is interconnected tragedies lead to other tragedies and like how everything connects. And at the end of the movie, we kind of see how these people's lives connect with one another and how they're so far away. Like they're in, you know, these people are in New York, these people are in Spain and how they impacted each other's lives without even knowing it. And I don't want to give away the ending, but 
it is just such an incredible movie and I know Chase has seen it and like it literally has changed my life like it really has like it's just really just like made me feel something and I don't know Chase do you have anything to say kind of about it did I did I make sense when I was explaining it I know I was went a little crazy no no you know you're passionate about it and I love that I love listening to especially you know my my closest friends and my my tight-knit inner circle which you are a part of um I love hearing people talk about their passions and hearing that excitement in their voice and if I'm face to face with them seeing like that twinkle in their eyes cliche as it sounds like if you really pay attention to when somebody's talking and are actively listening you can hear it in their tone and see it in their eyes like the passion and the excitement and the love for whatever it is they're talking about but this movie really is powerful and I definitely want to go back and rewatch it um, but I remember at one point, honestly, it wasn't that far into the movie. I looked at Hannah and started crying. And I was like, what the fuck are you making me watch right now? I was like, this is so like, but because like it moved me like in a in a very deep way. Um, highly recommend anyone and everyone go watch it. Um, and I feel like on a personal note to people that say like, this is like the worst movie ever. I feel that they are unwilling to, um, and this is really just an opinion, but, and you know what they say about opinions, um, (laughs) but I feel that they are unwilling to really, like, emotionally delve into the movie and really kind of, like, really just take it all in and absorb, like, what the movie is about and what kind of the plot is and what the characters and the narration of the story is getting at. Um, So I can understand why some people would say, like, oh, this is, like, the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, this is a shit movie. I can understand that, and that's their opinion. That's their point of view, and that's totally valid. But I personally agree with Hannah and think that it is a very powerful movie, and anyone and everyone should definitely go watch it. Um, Yeah. Do you um, care if I go ahead and go into my topic? Yeah, go for it. I just wanted to add one more thing just to kind of clear something up. Um, just because I was like thinking as you were speaking, I was like, I want to make sure this came out of my mouth properly. Um, but what I was getting at with like the whole unreliable narrator and like as words were just kind of just flooding out of my mouth, basically what this was trying to say was, The only reliable narrator is someone telling a story as it unfolds, which is impossible, right? Like, you can't tell a story as it's, like, you can't narrate a story as it's currently happening in the current second. Like, it's just impossible to do. It's just, you can't do it. And so the only way it would be, quote-unquote, possible is if life was doing so. However, life is crazy and there's twists and turns and life itself is unreliable. So her thesis is life as the unreliable narrator. And we see that play out through the movie and we watch how life is the unreliable narrator. And it just shows us this like really beautiful story as, of how people come together and how tr- it's just tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. But at the end, something beautiful happens and I'm not going to share what it is, but it just kind of shows like how life, it, life as the unreliable narrator kind of plays how it plays out and so I just kind of wanted to say that just to make sure I made sense but yeah please get into your topic no thank and thank you for clarifying that because it it is just to kind of like 
add on to what you were saying and like wrap that up as well it is very true to life and that life is unpredictable it is the unreliable narrator just when you think you know everything or you know what's gonna happen or you know like you get a little too cocky you little you get a little too arrogant life will sweep you off your feet and it definitely keeps you on your toes so yeah but um my topic I wanted to talk about um how in recent events Disney has continued to be a catalyst for positive LGBTQ plus inclusivity uh specifically with their new show Baymax which I binge watched in a day and if you know me I do not sit still I am a very busy body even when I'm at home and not working um so I sat down and watched it all but Baymax follows the lovable inflatable healthcare companion as he helps many people across uh, San Francisco. And one of these characters is named uh, Mabita. And he is a gay black character who not only gets the courage to change a family recipe, but also gets the courage to ask out his crush, which happens to be a male. Um, And seeing that kind of um, like his his struggles with like being kind of like dorky and quirky and like getting all flustered around his crush and like seeing that it definitely like there was like an inner child like inner teen in me that was like oh my god like I wish this would have come out sooner like when I was still in school because it was just something that I could relate to um And I think a lot of young people and even, like, just people today will really be able to appreciate and acknowledge and relate to. Um, And it's just, it filled my heart with so much happiness seeing that um, we were getting that representation and the inclusivity and with it being in a positive manner as well. Um, As well as the episode before Mabita's episode, um, we get to see a lot of um, gender inclusivity um, and kind of, um, I don't know how to put it into words exactly, but other than gender inclusivity, but also trans visibility. Um, a young girl is getting her period for the first time and Baymax has to go and get her some feminine care, like hygiene products. And we get to see a trans character shopping for these products and I just thought it was so beautiful as well as the young girl ends up going into an all-gender bathroom and we get to see that all-gender bathroom sign very visible in the in that shot so just seeing that like filled my heart with joy um, especially being a queer person being a non-binary person I just think it's important especially for the younger generations to kind of be indoctrinated, like, I don't want to say indoctrinated, because that is a very heavy, heavy word with a lot of negative connotation, but kind of being shown that we're here, we're queer, we exist, and it's okay, just because we may um, not, you know, follow the traditional stereotype of, you know, a marriage is between a man and a woman, you know, having that, like, nuclear family kind of mindset, um, But just being able to see that, you know, it's normal if you are gay or if you are trans or it is normal for us to exist in society and be accepted. And um, you can have happiness and a happy life because we all deserve that. 
Yes. Um, going off of that, like, I think it is truly awesome that, you know, Disney is starting to be inclusive. And, you know, because as, like, sad as it is, a lot of parents will get a little bit, like, scrappy about content like that, you know? Especially, like, with Disney. Like, there's a lot of... um what's the word like there's a lot of people that will just kind of you know give give a lot of shit about it and it's just like you know you can't run from what's what's existing you can't run from people like you know people there are trans people there are gay people there are you know it that is just society and we can't just because we don't agree with something doesn't mean we can make it go away you know it exists and you know what like trans gay people are just as much as people as straight people are you know or and it's just like we have to normalize that you know we can't like we can't have this big shock factor when a transgender person shows up on you know in like in some form of media and like I can't wait for that to be more normalized and changed and like you bringing this up is just definitely like setting the stage for change to be made in the future. And it's like really exciting. I couldn't agree more. And yeah, I, I know that definitely um, Disney has gotten and guaranteed any other big network or show or anything like that will get backlash for it. But it's really just kind of like at the end of the day, We've won, we have existed since, if you really do your research, like I've been doing lately and just getting more invested and interested in um, queer history um, and like gender studies and things like that, um, really since like early, early, well before any of us were even thought of or, you know, being thought of created or put on this planet, there was... um, there were gay people just because it wasn't as um I guess popular or it wasn't it's not talked about as much um you know also watching on Disney plus a documentary uh about gender studies and things like that in ancient Jewish texts they found that they acknowledged um that there were seven genders one of which being called androgynous which was a person who didn't necessarily fall under male or female but they kind of fluctuated between the two and they kind of just stayed in that middle ground where if you asked them their gender they would say that they were androgynous they weren't male they weren't female they were androgynous so i think that that was that was something new to me learning about and I had no idea about that. So it's just like, you know, we've been here for ages now. Um, and I think that, you know, it's time that people get with the program. I know that is wishful thinking. There will always be, you know, a Billy Bob Joe down on the corner with his uh, God hates gays and his pitchfork and torch. But, <laughs> you know, I think that we are starting to see progress and um, the change has already happened in such a great way that people are, you know, I feel like as a society, we don't like change. A lot of us don't like change. We resist it. We want to rebel against it. 
but it's a part of life. So, you know, you either accept it or you can be one of the people in the small, you know, huddle that doesn't want change and you can stay back in the 18, 1700s if you want to. But the rest of us are going to evolve and grow and blossom. Yes, 100%. And like, I'm like the big, like, something that I just can't comprehend is why people care so much about something that's not their business, you know, who other people love, what what other people wear, you know, how other people express themselves in general is just not your business, you know, it's not your business what other people do. It's just like, why have such a strong opinion over somebody else and it, it just doesn't affect you it's just like let people be who they are let people do what makes them happy like everyone just needs to kind of focus on themselves and I feel like the world would be just such a better place if we all absolutely I I couldn't agree with you more once again it's just um in kind of like segueing into our next seg- like our next segment and our next topic of like where we are at now Me personally, being a non-binary person, now I cannot speak for every non-binary person, and I can say with confidence, though, not every non-binary person is androgynous, nor if you are feeling that you may be non-binary, you do not have to be androgynous to be a valid non-binary individual. It's just not a requirement, and you should not feel pressure to feel that way or dress a certain way or anything like that speaking on personal um experience though i feel comfortable with uh in a a more androgynous style especially when it comes to like my physical presentation i wear both men's and women's clothing um and i definitely get a lot of shit for that uh sometimes and we'll get looks and things and it's like look you were getting your panties in a bunch about literally an article of fabric, a piece of fabric that is around my body. And how I look at it is one, all my bits and pieces are covered. And two, we have bigger fish to fry in this world. <laughs> like exactly. war, like war, for example, than what I am putting on my body, whether it be makeup, whether it be clothes, whether if I wanted to wear a thong and a bra, okay, like, you know, we just have bigger fish to fry. And also talking, you know, with that, um, my parents specifically are like very concerned just with the uh, political climate we're in right now about like, you know, they're like, you know, there are going to be instances where like you, you are going to have to uh, compromise your authenticity a little bit. And that's not the exact words they use, but that's what I use when I tell them I'm not going to do that um, because, you know, it, it's, it's what will be safe for you. And it's like, you know what, I'm at the point now where, and this is going to get a little dark, but this is just truly how I feel. And like the title of this podcast, this is unfiltered, but I would rather be walking down the street feeling my most confident, most comfortable, most authentic self and somebody try to you know pull one on me try to harm me now I would never hope that that would happen to me however if it did I look at it as at least I would die happy and my parents definitely struggle with that and it definitely like rubs them the wrong way a little bit just because they're my parents you know they do care about me they want me to be safe they don't want to see anything bad happen to me but from being in the closet and, you know, 
dreaming about the day that I would be at this point in my life. Now that I'm at this point in my life, I don't want to take steps backwards, you know? Yeah, 100%. So, if Hannah, if you want to take it away with kind of where you're at now in life, you know, what you're going through, your positives, your negatives, everything in between. Of course. Um, I've been kind of a little nervous about this one just because I'm going to get very personal with you guys. Um, but, you know, like we said, this is unfiltered. The whole point of this podcast is to just be our true, authentic selves. No sugarcoating, just saying just saying how it, how it is. So, um, basically... I am. I went through a really, really hard time recently. Um, I, I was down bad. I went through the hardest thing I probably have ever been through. Um, so back in March, I went through a really bad breakup. Um, it ended the worst way it possibly could. Um, and due to that, I, I just was down as bad as I've ever been before. Um, I just kind of stopped eating. I quit my job. Um, I stopped going to school. Um, I just kind of let my whole, like my whole life just fell apart and I just wasn't doing so hot. And, um, I just really was struggling, um, with my mental health. I was very, very suicidal. Um, I just didn't want to live anymore. I was just kind of over it and I was just kind of ready to give up. And I got to a point where um, I truly considered taking my own life, which is just, I think about it now, and I just can't even believe I was, I was at that point. Um, and I'm just so grateful that I pushed through it. Um, and really a driving factor in me not taking my own life was my dog, as silly as it sounds. Um, I knew that if I did something like take my own life I my dog like you know I was like what would happen to my dog and it's so because when you're in that state of mind where you're that hopeless and you're that sad and in so much pain you don't have a lot of rational thoughts coming to you and all like it's just you don't you're not thinking like rationally and luckily because of my my dogs at the time I had those rational thoughts kind of coming into my brain and kind of, you know, saving my life because I, you know, I had some rationality and I was able to, you know, be like, okay, I I do have this responsibility. And it kind of pulled me out of that dark, dark, dark place I was in. So I am so grateful to my dog, Millie. um, And I had both dogs at the time, Paisley too. I, I love them both dearly. Um, and Millie is the light of my life. And she's been with me through this whole process. Um, but I was just, I got out of the town I was in. Um, and I was at my mom's place for a while. And I had no idea how to cope. Um, I had never been in that much pain before. And I never felt the way I felt before. And so I was um, i was walking um, five to seven miles a day just aimed what I was finding that was just getting me through the day um, just because I didn't know what to do with myself. And so due to all of that walking and lack of food, I lost a lot of weight and I got down to the smallest 
I've ever been like I haven't been that small since middle school and I just lost so much weight and I was just kind of like this walking zombie and I just didn't know what I was going to do next I didn't know what I was you know gonna do with my life and I just had no motivation no drive I I had just I was so sad um and eventually I started to get a little bit better and um I got some support from family and friends and it really made the difference. Um, and they helped me so much. Um, and I went down to the East coast for the summer. I, you know, started working at a gymnastics gym. Um, and I started doing something I loved and I started to get that light back into my life. And I met some really amazing people at that gym, um, who have definitely made such an impact on my life. And I didn't, I didn't think that would even happen. And so I've just come a long way and I have so much more growing and healing to do. Like I am in no way there yet. Um, But I have just had so many realizations. Um, Just looking from where I was four months ago and where I am now is just night and day. And like, I, I just can't believe I was ever in a place like that where I truly felt that because a person hurt me so bad and left my life that I felt the need that to take my own. Like, I just can't even like believe I was in that state. And I'm so glad that I have clarity on this situation now. And it's just like, it's just so crazy to me. But now where I'm at is I am ready to heal. I grow I'm ready to become the best version of myself and so if you are going through something like a breakup or something else in your life and you are in that dark place that I just described hope just hold on I promise you it will get better and I wanted to tell you guys a couple of realizations that I've had since that this whole thing happened to me Um, and I hope it reaches the right people who need to hear it because if someone told me this it would have definitely made a difference in my life. But the first thing is do not ever beg a person to stay in your life. Do not ever do that. Um, I did that. It was a very traumatic experience for me and a very embarrassing one at that. Um, When somebody tells you that they're leaving or they walk out of your life, nine times out of 10, they thought about it long and hard before they approached you with that news. And so begging them to stay in your life only embarrasses you and it just kind of feeds their ego. And in my situation, anything I was going to say was not going to change their mind. And all I did was just create more trauma for myself and put myself through more pain because me doing so just fueled the ego of that person. And it's a position I never want to be in again. And just don't do it. We are so much better than that. We are worth so much better than that. So please just take it from me. Just do not do that. If someone wants to leave your life, open the door, let them go, let them walk away. Um, just do not beg anybody to stay in your life. Um, and then the next thing I kind of wanted to bring up was, um, where I'm at in my life is I am my own worst critic. I am so mean to myself. Um, and it's been really hard for me to try, kind of change that narrative. And like something I kind of realized is when we are trying to make changes in our lives, we have to hold ourselves accountable. So just like when you work for somebody, like 
and your boss tells you to do something, you do it, right? You do it because you have respect for that person and you have a job to do. Or when you're at school and a teacher tells you to, you know, pull out your notebook and start taking notes, you do it because, you know, you have respect for that teacher and you're there to get an education. So why is it that when we tell ourselves to do something, we don't hold ourselves accountable. We let ourselves off the hook. We, and like, I realized it's that I don't have the respect that I should for myself. Why I, I listen to everyone else around me and have respect for them and I do what I'm told to do. But when it comes to me telling myself to do something, I drop the ball and I don't hold myself accountable. And that just shows that I don't have a, a form of respect for myself. And so from now on, I'm trying to implement that in my life. I am, you know, I am somebody worth something. I am somebody respectable. And so I'm going to make that change in my life. And you should too, you know, when you hold yourself accountable for the goals that you have, if you tell yourself you're going to wake up every morning at six o'clock in the morning and go to the gym, hold yourself accountable, do it just as if, you know, you're, you know, still living at home and your parents tell you, you have to do something, you do it because you respect them and that's what you're told to do. And so that's something I'm really trying to implement in my life. And I thought that was just like a really big, big thing. And, um, I just kind of wanted to bring that up with you guys. And another thing is just self-love is a huge thing. And I know Chase is really big on this too. Loving yourself is so important. And I am so far from that. I'm so far from like, I'm so mean to myself, like I mentioned before. And I'm just really working hard to try to love myself, trying to, you know, spread positivity and trying to, you know, radiate better and more positive energy around me. And there's so much more I want to say. And um, I think we'll probably get more into, you know, just advice in general, like throughout this podcast. But all in all, where I'm at in life, I went through something really, really traumatic and terrible and painful. And I'm slowly pulling myself out of it. And I'm slowly trying to become the best version of myself. And I think you're going to really see an evolution of Chase and myself throughout this podcast because we are both on just a healing journey. And I really want to just be the best person I can be. And I want to make a difference in people's lives. And I just want, you know, to make something of myself and I want to love myself and I want to forgive myself. And I, there's all these things that I want to do and I want to just become a better person. And I'm excited for you guys to come along this journey with me. And I'm, I'm just so excited that Chase and I have this kind of platform to do something like this because we both are just so passionate about it. Um, and yeah, I know I talked for a really long time. Is there anything you want to add, Chase? No, uh, definitely. And I will try to be um, concise, but I do want to say everything to kind of uh, like as like a response to everything you just shared. And I want to start by saying uh, thank you for being brave and for really like bearing your soul and your heart. Uh, by sharing that um, with I know we have talked about you know a lot of this stuff um, very recently but just kind of hearing you talk about it and like kind of taking a seat back and just listening to you talk and like only you talking um, I want to thank you for that and I want to commend you for being brave and sharing that Um, I know, especially from personal experience, that can be a very scary thing to do, being vulnerable that way. Um, So I am proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. And I am very happy that, you know, you are still here and that you got out of that dark place in your mind, um, as well as you got out of a toxic situation 
and relationship um, that was really taking a toll on you, especially in the end. Um, That is another very hard and brave thing to do. But also, like you said, you know, talking on self-love, it is such an important thing. And also it kind of bleeds into self-respect and knowing your worth and knowing that, you know, nobody should have to nor deserves to be in a situation where they are constantly being put down or feeling like they aren't good enough or they aren't worthy because we are all good enough just as we are. We are all worthy and deserving of a happy, beautiful, abundant life. And I, like Hannah said, I am definitely a huge advocate for not just self-care, but self-love. They definitely go hand in hand. Um, I am a, an active practicing witch. I usually uh, only do it for myself. Um, but I am a very big spiritualist as well with that. And I pull tarot. Um, I, you know, I have the crystals all around my home, um, gridded and I wear them all the time and implement them into my practice. Um, and that is something that's really helped me, um, and kind of delving into like my healing journey, um, as well with just, you know, like, like Hannah is doing now. Um, growing and healing and evolving and recognizing, you know, not only am I worthy of love and happiness and abundance and prosperity, but everyone is, you know, and um, nobody should have to feel and go through the things that you and I both have gone through while they may be different and at different points in our life. Um, There are still also similarities and, um, as messed up as it is, I think that I truly, at the point that I'm at now, and I'm not sure if you can agree or if maybe um, you will agree in the future, but as messed up as it was, I, from my personal experiences, am happy with everything that I've gone through because in one way or another, it has helped me get to the point that I am today. And I practice gratitude and saying, you know, thank you universe for, showing me these lessons and giving me, you know, this time to heal and grow in, in these ways, no matter how hard they have may have been, I came out on the other side stronger and, you know, more knowledgeable about myself and about life. Yeah, I can definitely agree to that because like, I spent a lot of time just beating myself up and being like, how could this happen to me? Like, I can't believe this happened. Like, I can't believe this person would do this. And then I just also, like, I just took a step back and I was like, I can't change the past. I can't change what happened to me. Like, this is my story. I can't change it. However, there have been some beautiful things that have come out of this terrible thing that happened to me. Like, I have built stronger connections with family. I have reconnected with a lot of my friends. Like I just have met some just pretty incredible people that I wouldn't have met if this didn't happen to me. And so I just try to be, I'm just so thankful that like I pushed through it and I got myself out of that dark place. And like, if you are struggling in it, or if you are feeling like there is no hope, just hang on. I know that's so like such like a like vague statement, like there, you know, just telling somebody to hang on but I promise it is going to get better because 
as someone who felt like it was never going to get better, it gets better. And like, I am just evolving so much as a person. I'm growing so much as a person, like certain like thoughts that I have, like I get proud of myself. Cause I'm like, I can't believe like my, the, the old Hannah would have not uh, changed, like had a thought like this, like would have not had this kind of positive thought or like new take on things. And so just, it gets better and you are going to come out on the other end stronger for sure. Absolutely. And as your best friend, it's very moving and heartwarming to watch you blossom and watch you get to this point where you're having these realizations that, you know, like, I I deserve happiness and like watching you just grow and go through the ebbs and flows of like the healing process. It is such a very beautiful thing. I almost feel like I'm having like an out of body experience because there are similarities and some of the things that you are realizing I was at that point and I still, you know, will end up being taken back a little bit and having, you know, more of that realization and having it like develop more and things added on to uh, the same realizations that you are having and have had. Um, So it's just beautiful to watch. And like Hannah said, um, if you are listening right now, just please know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. No, no matter how cliche that sounds, I know, but it is true. Um, Hannah and I both, uh, I think we're probably in agreement on this. Um, You know, just because you're healing, healing is not linear. You will still have your your moments and your bad days, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to have some of the best days of your life. And I'm sure many of you that are still listening are probably maybe close to around the same age bracket that we are in. And we still have so much of our lives to live. We're really just kind of like getting out there into the world. So just keep going even on the days that it's harder look for the positives in your life it can be the smallest thing as I was able to get my favorite drink today before work or before class or I was able to sit down for a few minutes and read a book or you know do that hobby that I'm so passionate about and that brings me happiness and there are going to be days and I know I have my days where I have to look extra harder for those happy, you know, happy things and those positives, but it is totally worth it. And the, the outcome and the reward and the self like accomplishment and the validation you get just from yourself by continuing is one of the most beautiful things to experience. Yeah. I could not agree more. Like find one thing to look forward to every day no matter how small it is um just find something just something and like make sure that something is that for you like make sure you're doing one thing a day um and I think like that's definitely helped me like I'm definitely like still searching for like you know ways to cope healthily and like like it's it's okay to have setbacks like Chase said like it's not linear at all so when you have a bad day or a bad moment or you make a mistake go easy on yourself talk to yourself like you're talking to somebody you love or like a family member or a close friend you know like how you would console them 
because I know when I self-talk, like I'm so mean to myself. Whereas when I console other people, I'm very, you know, I'm very kind, of course. And you just, you got to, tr- you got to be kinder to yourself and you, you have to be, cut yourself some slack, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And one, um, I actually, I, when I was pulling cards tonight before we started this podcast um, and started recording, um, I have a, it's called The Soul's Journey. It's an Oracle deck. And they're essentially, they have affirmations on them. And one affirmation I want to share with you that really ties in with everything that we just said is that um, the card is titled Humor. And the affirmation that goes with it is, I choose to focus on the lighter things in life. And I'm going to repeat that. I choose to focus on the lighter things in life. Write it down. Write it on a mirror put it in a journal wherever, put it on a piece of paper and stick it, you know, in the back of your phone case and just remind yourself, you know, on those bad days to focus on the the light and the lighter and the more positive and happy things going on in that moment in your life in that day. Yeah, that, yes, I'm, my um aunt had just given me this like deck i think they're like i don't remember what cards they are specifically but she was telling me like pull one morning and you know you just say like what do i need today what do i need today and then you pull like one of the cards and like that is your affirmation for the day and that is kind of like the theme for the day and like i pulled one today and like i'm gonna pull one you know for every day from now on and like i'm definitely going to let that help me in my life and really just like put that good energy out into the universe absolutely I love that for you too and um just (laughs) between me and you just bantering back and forth if you ever have any questions spiritually related and when it comes to tarot or oracle you know you can come to me as well and I I can help you girl (laughs) I got you Yes, please go follow our Instagram. Um, I'm going to link it in the description of this podcast, as well as our personal accounts. Um, And please reach out to either of us anytime, like if for anything, even if it's not about the podcast, even if you're going through a hard time, you have any kind of questions like we are here for you. Absolutely. Um, Like Hannah had said earlier, and I am in agreement with this. Um, we definitely just want to uh, really like be the change that we wish to see in the world and, and help people and make a positive impact and make a change. And um, of course, adding on to what Hannah said, if you are in um, crisis, I think we will also um, link certain crisis hotlines just because we are not licensed nor equipped to help in those situations and very dire drastic needs however if you just need somebody to talk to if you need to vent if you have something good to share something bad um a shoulder to lean on our dms are always open we will get back to you we will respond to you we will talk with you um and through this podcast as well we hope to just give you um the tools and a place to come to listen and feel a little less alone Yes. And I think we're going to kind of wrap it up here um, just by saying we are so excited to be doing this. Um, I'm going, we're probably going to try to get one to two episodes out 
a week. There'll be at least one episode from the both of us per week. And then, you know, each of us might be doing little short solo episodes. Um, we haven't decided how that's going to go yet. Um, but please um, leave leave us feedback on our social medias. Like, we would love to know how we're doing. We have a TikTok and an Instagram that we will link. Um, so just please let us know what you think. Um, if you have any questions, suggestions of what we should talk about, anything like that, we are open to hearing any feedback from you guys. Yes, please do give us that feedback. Let us know what you want to hear. And we hope that this was very helpful, very entertaining. And we hope you all have a beautiful, amazing morning, night, day, afternoon, wherever you are. Yes. And we will see, well, I guess we will talk to you guys next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye.